For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Arden Stadium to Ford Field. We've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident. On the game, 7.30 a.m. 7.30 a.m. The views and positions expressed in this program are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the views and positions of the game 730 a.m. Some may find the content of this program controversial or offensive. Time to play the game. Put on your big boy pants and buckle up. This isn't a safe space for weak takes or whining. You can say that this sports radio show is offensive-minded. Call the show at 517-300-4263. Text or call us through the game, 7.30 a.m. Message the game, 7.30 a.m. on Facebook. Guess who's back? Back again. Beanie's back. Tell a friend. Here's your host and professional Hellraiser, Beanie Howell. Out of all the rangers, you know you're the mastermind. Run, run, Rudolph. Randolph ain't too far behind. Dasher and Dancer, Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall, what's that? The most famous reindeer of all. Come on! Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it That sounds sexy. Coming to you live from the Town Square Media Christmas Party. <laughs> The Town Square Media Lansing <laughs> Christmas party. I think it is continuing. We had to leave early because, you know, some of us have jobs to do around this place. Mm-hmm. I'm told, Dr. J, this is your favorite Christmas song. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Rudolph, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, as interpreted by the late, great DMX. Well, I don't know how anybody could do this song better. That's the best part. Just the growl. Or when he screams, you think this is a game? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I think the Town Square Media Lansing Christmas Party is still ongoing. Yeah, I think they're still having a great time down there. But Dr. J and I had to depart Mm -hmm. to be here to entertain the masses. Yes. We had to leave all the fun and games. Almost like Rudolph. All the fun, (laughs) games, food. 
No more reindeer games for us. And by fun games and food, I mean... Well, I might, I might have to go back downstairs <laughs> in a little while. <laughs> yeah, having a good, everyone's having a good time down there. I still hear some kerfuffle coming from downstairs. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, we are here. That's all that matters. Dr. J, did you have a good time at the uh, Town Square Media Lansing Christmas party? Oh, I had a great time. I'm, it's a potluck, so everybody brought a dish. I brought my famous cheesy potatoes. Mm-hmm. They were a hit, so that Even was Even though good. you were instructed not to. I was specifically instructed not to, and I said, mm, I'm going to make them anyway. You were told, Dr. J, we already have two potato dishes. And I said, can you ever have too many potatoes? Here are some cheesy potatoes. Enjoy them. And they were a hit, so. Typical from an Irish person. Yep. Well, anyway, would you say you won the contest? No. What do you mean? Okay, yes, I won the contest. No. Did you win the contest? <laughs> what what contest? You know, for highest BAC. <laughs> no, I did not win that contest. Are you sure about that? Yes. <laughs> Didn't know what contest you were talking about. Oh, come on. Had no clue. All right, when I said that, what contest did you think I meant? Well, there were a couple of different contests. We had a raffle, and there was some weird marshmallow, like, they weren't marshmallows. What were they? What is that called? Are you sure you didn't win this contest? <laughs> okay, I might have I might have um had you a couple. Sure about that? You sure about that? Just a couple, it's fine. What are those things called? Now I'm gonna lose my mind. Cotton balls. Cotton balls, that's it. Good lord. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did win the contest. <laughs> and that's saying something. <laughs> Well, anyway, you know, it's hard to do show prep with that going on. Yeah. I mean, I had the show ready to roll before we got here today, but, you know, it, it kind of <laughs> it kind of derails the process. A little bit. Well, let me start. I know this is well past the start of the show, but thanks to everyone who came out to Alumni Hall yesterday. That was a good time. Appreciate you stopping by. Tons of you came by and took advantage of the... discount in-store only last night. If you missed out, well, you know, you should pay attention to what I say. Yeah. Not just about sprouts either. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, thanks for coming out. And congrats to Jeff and Mason for winning the pair of tickets to see MSU versus Rutgers on Sunday, January 14th. Yeah, and Jeff, somebody will be calling you on Monday. I don't know if you're listening right now, but somebody will call you Monday to tell you how to come pick them up. Yeah, but I think Jeff's won before, so he knows. But yeah. someone still will do the legwork. It just mm-hmm. won't be us. Yeah, not me. Yeah, because... Uh, That's know, not my job. We're talent. Mm-hmm. We can't be expected to do that kind of thing. Absolutely not. Especially Dr. J. <laughs> I couldn't do it now. Are you worried? About what? Your performance today. No, I don't Into care. a live mic. That's fine. We do have a delay. Yeah, if we need it. Although, aren't you technically supposed to be in charge of the delay? Uh, Technically, yes, I guess. I think you're supposed to be the one that's like the the buffer here. Well, if I if I use a swear, and yet you're the. (laughs) Well, anyway, where did you want to start today? Aside from your general review, which we got out of the way of the Town Square Media Lansing. Oh, what did you win in the uh, White Elephant? Um, there's this card game called Unstable Unicorns. Okay. So that's, that's what I won. I was hoping somebody would steal it from me so I could get this really cool big mug. But mm. no, nobody wanted to steal it from me. Because you don't have enough mugs. I do not have enough. No, I only have three cupboards full of mugs. 
Survey says, does Dr. J have enough mugs? <laughs> no. You can never have too many. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of that before? Unstable unicorns? No, I, I've heard of exploding kittens, but not unstable well, unicorns. Well, yeah, you, I got that for you. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. It's so nice. Will you read it? Like, what is it? What, what's this game You based build on? a unicorn army. I thought there was something about betrayal. Betray your friends. Mm, now unicorns I'm Unicorns are your friends now. Unicorns are your friends. That's their tagline. Now, okay. Like an actual unicorn? Because there are certain, <laughs> there are certain contexts oh, where unicorn means something different. No. What is Be- that supposed to mean? These are actual unicorns. Don't, don't go there. Go where? What were you thinking of? What were you thinking of? Uh-oh. <laughs> go ahead, say it. No. Well, just say it in an FCC compliant way. I have no way to say that. Yes, you do. It's like a sex thing. <laughs> I get it. You don't know what it is. No. Um, well, I guess it's up to the, it's in the eye of the beholder, but a unicorn in a general sense is a woman who is open to bringing other women into a relationship <laughs> and in a not bitter way that will come up later inevitably in sour said relationship. Right. Speaking of, I don't believe that exists. No. Just like actual unicorns. Mm-hmm. It's not real. They might say that they're okay with it, but it doesn't end that way. Right? Well I mean don't you have experience with this personally? Well I had a I had a friend who Uh huh a friend. <laughs> do you want me to tell the story of my friend? Well yeah I do. I just uh, go ahead, tell us about your friend. Oh stop. Right. Okay, so my friend got engaged. Your friend. Right. Oh, stop. My friend got engaged to her long-term boyfriend. And right after they got engaged, she said, yeah, um, do you think we could like open this up and bring another girl into our relationship? That sounds sexy. And he said, okay. And so they they brought another girl into the relationship. And then she said, yeah, I think I'm just going to stay. Oh, yeah. Thank you for all the drops. That's great. I'm just going to stay with the other girl and we're not engaged anymore. Okay, bye. She didn't need him anymore. You know why? What? Vibrator, vibrator, <laughs> vibrator. <laughs> yep. Tim. Oh, boy. Man, Tim had a couple down there at the uh, Dallas Green Media Lanes Christmas party. Stuck it up our Oh. oh. My goodness. <laughs> that is not in the Christmas spirit. Another one, oh, Tim. Boy. Seriously? My goodness. It's going hard. <laughs> seriously? What? Did you seriously just say that? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even going to validate that with a drop. That huh. was so on the nose. That was so low hanging fruit. Whatever. Okay. Well, sounds like you had a good time. Yes. And your cheesy potatoes were a hit. They were a hit. Look, I can't. I can't find a pivot into this, so I'm just going to pull a <laughs> U and not do transitional material. That's the way to be. We mentioned this a couple of days ago that the reports were out Michigan State had found its 22nd president in school history. And today, the board of trustees made it official. And I think a a virtual meeting, they approved it. And they also, I think, approved Jonathan Smith's contract as well, right? But we already knew that was going to happen. Kevin Guskowitz, who will continue serving as the North Carolina Chapel Hill Chancellor for, I guess, a, a few more weeks or months here, is the 22nd president in the history of Michigan State University. He'll begin on March 4th. That was announced today. 
He put out a video statement introducing himself. You want to take a listen? Yeah. We can kind of like annotate this as we go. Sounds with good. our thoughts. Okay. So you just flag me down whenever you want me to hit the pause. Hang on a second. This is my favorite thing about the Christmas party <laughs> show. People just come into the show to talk. You Come on. No, come yeah, on. come in. You, we got a mic. Hello. If you want, if you, if, I don't know if we're allowed to say who you are. Are we allowed to do that? You can call me Kay. <laughs> call her Kay. Just All right. Call, just call me Kay. Kay from oh, a boy. different... <laughs> Uh, well, okay. Are, are you going to say what you're doing here, Kay? Uh, I came to drop off the cheesy potato that leftovers. That sounds sexy. It was of the utmost importance. <laughs> Put the headset on so you can hear the, the drops. Ooh, okay. Actually, we got to plug them in. Tim, yeah, this is, uh, this is a lot of technology for, for Tim. <laughs> Sorry, this is the headset Tim uses. Do you got us? Oh, I do. Wow, these headphones are terrible. Yeah, well, <laughs> think about who uses them. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, tell us again what you're doing. I'm coming to drop off the leftover cheesy potatoes. That because... sounds sexy. Oh, <laughs> it was sexy. It was delicious, too. <laughs> Thank you. Vibrator. Vibrator. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How many drops do you have? So Stuck it up our... <laughs> this has just been the highlight of my day, coming oh, into the studio. Oh, this... yeah. Uh, nope, there it is. That was the highlight. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, could you rate Dr. J's cheesy potatoes for On us? On a scale of one to fantasticness, it was a solid 9.5. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, only thing that could have made it better is if I got more of them. So that was on me, really. It's a 10. It's a 10 out of 10. Wow. And so how would you describe what happened to the Town Square Media Lansing Christmas party? Would this be a fair representation? Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt, yeah. It's uh, just a little bit of boozing going on, perhaps. Uh-huh. Just a bit. Just a wee bit. And not, not too much or anything. It's getting a little crazy downstairs. I just, my drink's gone, so I might have to head back on down there. One. Are you yeah. asking her to, or <laughs> excuse telling me, her? Excuse me, we need another drink in here. <laughs> I'm a hot dog guy. Or are there hot, any hot dogs. dogs downstairs? There are no hot dogs anymore, but um, Tim, I think, ate all those. Was he here? I didn't see him. No, not at all. Yeah, I didn't see him. He can't be bothered. <laughs> He's to too cool it. for school. Right. I mean, he gets off air at 12.56 and is gone. What, are you guys down carrying there, on a conversation? Like, no. I'm just wondering, what, what do I do now here? Like, what is my role? I think you have to stay till the show concludes at 6 now. <laughs> you have to stand there. You don't get a chair. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. This is the worst guest treatment ever, Actually, and I work here. There is a core workout ball someone wants you know board today. I so. should go get that. Yeah. I yeah. should. Work on my core and Pilates strength. Oh, my goodness. What was that called? Some kind of like a stable uh, stable stabilizer ball. ball. Yeah, and then and then we won unstable unicorns. Mm -hmm. Was oh, that boy. planned? What are you looking oh, at? Hold on you're, one you're... second. I'll be back. Oh, <laughs> live radio. <laughs> yeah. There we okay. go. Live radio. There's some I mean, actual work to be done out there. What does that mean? It means somebody's coming to pick up a the prize. The office closed at 1:30 today. Yeah, but you know, no, some of the some of the plebeians didn't get the message. Nobody got the message. Stop coming to pick stuff up today. It's Friday. We closed three hours ago. No, you're coming through the speakers. Stop this. Don't people know what we're <laughs> doing in here? You are coming through the speakers. <laughs> There's important business to be done here. Oh, my Specifically goodness. consumption of more oh, alcohol. Oh, no. I think you hurt her feelings. She just wandered out. <laughs> Stop picking up prizes. We're trying to have no. a party. Oh, my goodness. Dr. J, that's like your eighth drink since the show started 20 minutes ago. I just, can we talk about Brock with the cotton ball game? Because were you there for that when Brock um, took his turn? No, I, I I had gone to the bathroom. When I came back, he was walking away and I asked can him. I, can well, I tell you? You can, but first you have to explain the cotton ball game. Because to be honest with you, I had never heard of that before today. Okay, so we had a table and there was a bunch of cotton balls all laid out on it. And then somebody was blindfolded. They had a plate and a spatula. 
And the goal is to like scoop all of the cotton balls onto the plate as many as possible. As many as possible and in the thirty seconds. The cotton balls represent snowballs, They're I guess. Like snowballs is that, is that or the marshmallows loose, or whatever. It's a very loose Christmas association. Yeah, it was, was kind of Christmassy. So my um my technique was not great. I got thirteen. I thought we were talking about Brock. Brock's technique was worse. Okay, well hold on. Describe your technique or the normal technique. Well, it was kind of a slow and steady. Um, just trying to scoop as many of those cotton balls onto the plate as I could. I did not Vibrator. do a very good job. That sounds sexy. Thank you. <laughs> Brock's technique uh-huh. was just amazing. So he had the plate and he aggressively was scooping the things off and then oh, he kept dumping the plate with yeah. <laughs> the cotton balls. Every time he'd go to scoop, he'd dump <laughs> dumped the ones he had gotten off. Oh my gosh. So he ended up with a couple. I don't know how many he had at the end, but it was so fun. Someone said, Brock, the point of the game is to have as many cotton balls as possible on your plate. And he said, (laughs) homie, don't play that. (laughs) And then somebody said, somebody said, hey, Brock, you got to hold your your plate flat. And he said, how would I know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, like me, he had never heard of this game before today. Uh, Had you? No, I had neither. But he was like, how would I know if it's flat? Oh, I see. Because he's blindfolded. So, I mean, fair point. Yep. Brock is always extremely logical. It was great. (laughs) So he lost, it's fair to say. Who won? Um, One of the sales ladies here got 30. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She led wire to wire because she started it. Yeah. Shout out to Karen. 30. Mm-hmm. Next closest was like 28? 27, I think. The radio the overlord hit 27. He hit 27. Maybe somebody did get 28. I don't know. I can't remember. What did you get? 13. 13? 13. And the winning score was 30? Yeah. I told you I didn't do a very good right, job. I just, well, I'm not judging you. I'm just making sure. Did I hear that correct? The winning score was 30. Yeah. And you got? Thir- 13. <laughs> It's okay. That's so mean. I'm not hating on you. I just It just sounds like you're hating on me. Uh no, but we're out of t- I think we should take a break before we play the Kevin Guskowitz statement okay. and we annotate that. That's fair. <laughs> For a couple of reasons. One, you need some water. Okay, fine, whatever. And by water I mean <laughs> Go and get another beverage. I mean oh. Yeah, I mean yeah, I want you to keep doing that because if that continues and I play my cards right. It'll become a real Christmas party <laughs> in here. Holiday spirit hey, listen, is right. listen. A couple more drinks. You never know. Mm. I did hear, um, I don't know why I'm bringing this up. <laughs> At one point, I had exited the, the festivities to either, you know, get a plate of food or go, I don't remember what it was, get a refill. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, there was a heated argument going on. I didn't know what about, but very quickly, it, it became about the greatest, it became clear to me it was about the greatest Christmas Movies of all time. Yes. Because I just heard Brock, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Everyone knows it. Homie, don't play that. <laughs> By the way, I agree with him. I do too. The whole the whole movie takes place during a Christmas party. It's clearly a Christmas yes. movie. I will hear no other opinions. Hey, tell the people the Christmas like decoration or whatever you want to call it that I got you a year ago. Your advent calendar it's of an sorts. Advent calendar um of the Nakatomi Plaza with Hans Gruber and he just moves down a step for each day closer to Christmas. Yeah. Wasn't that cool? It's so cool. So cool that you haven't even gotten it out yet this year, I'm told. It's is that true? Okay. Will you answer yes? Is it true what I've been told that the quote so cool unquote Christmas 
advent calendar I got you a year ago that's diehard themed with Hans Gruber falling from the top of Nakatomi Plaza Tower. It's, quote, so cool, but you haven't even gotten it out yet. And we're what? Like, less than uh, two weeks from Christmas, or a little over two weeks from Christmas. Is it true? Yes or no? I think that we need to look yes at the, or no. the other circumstances. Yes, it's true. I have to go to break. <laughs> I am distraught. Amber. This is Will Teeman, the voice of Michigan State basketball. Join us on the Spartan Network as we celebrate 125 years of Spartan basketball. Ten seconds, we're going for it. In the wing. Not a Valentine for the win. He got Wow, what a big time shot by Valentine. That was huge. Powered locally on the Lansing Sports Network by Alumni Hall, Jersey Mike's, Coors Light, MSU Healthcare, and White Law PLLC. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you're from America, that's your team. Beanie Howell with Offensive Minded on the game, 7.30 a.m. All right, we're back. I've I've been asked to play this in Dr. J's honor today. If you don't know what this song is, just give it a second. Oh, I think boy. most people know though, mm-hmm. because of your performance in the cotton ball game. The what are we, what is game. it called? Does it have a name? I don't know. Just called it the cotton ball game. Yeah, you know, there's a rumor going around. Dr. J is one of the most deft handlers of balls. Oh. Yeah. Is that what they say? That's what I've heard. Okay. That's the word coming out of the Christmas party That's today. the word, huh? Yep. All right. I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you'll take. Ooh. <laughs> don't, be a, don't be a perv. I was calling you a drunk, <laughs> not a skank. Can you have, say that? Have some have some couth. Wait, yes. are you allowed to say that? Yes. Okay, I don't know what you're allowed that's to say. Not, how drunk are you? I mean... That's not a that's not a bad word. It sounded it's like a bad one. Oh my gosh, you hear it all the time. I hear it on WWE, which is the most PG stuff on TV now. Oh, okay. Because reasons and money. Right. 517-300-4263. Joe and Lansing's been waiting. What's up, man? What's up? You never hear that on Tim's show, I tell you that. <laughs> no kidding. What's he called Brock Escape? Oh. <laughs> Oh, Wait, has he Brock, ever? Has Brock. he ever? Has he ever actually said, "Brock, you're one hell of a skink." <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the the uh, the diehard saying, "God, I, I just remember it said, got uh, Alan Rickman's been passed away for a while." He, he has. It's been like eight years yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to ask um, the, the coach for the Buffalo Bills was it Sean McDermott. Oh my um, gosh, I was going to get to this today, but go ahead. Uh, I was yeah, I was just kind of wondering if he's well, he might have been on the hot seat before that, but yes. what he had said, you know, and it's uh, uh, was it back in 2019 or something when he said that? 21. 
21, he said? Okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it, sounds, it sounds like he's getting himself in hot water there in Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, they've been declining for a couple of years now, but especially this year. They're fighting just, you know, to basically, I think they're, what are they, 500 right now? Um, they've fallen six off the six, yeah. yeah, they've they've fallen off the cliff a little bit. They didn't win when the window was open and all that. So, yeah, he's probably on the hot seat before. The fact that uh, Tyler Dunn, who runs this um, like NFL sort of journalism website, got this expose on him. Yeah, it's, that might be that might be the final nail in the coffin. And I'll go over it for people who don't know what I'm talking about. But do you think? Um, well, here, let me give you the for everyone listening who does you don't know what we're talking about. Sean McDermott, the head coach for the Bills. There's a story out last night. That two years ago, in giving like a pregame rah-rah speech to his team, he was trying to get across like the message of teamwork and and doing what's necessary to get the job done. And that, (laughs) this is incredible, and I'm not making this up, according to the story, the, the reference he made as a good example of teamwork and doing whatever it takes to get the job done was the 9-11 hijackers. Oh, no. Not making this up. This is real. This uh, sounds like a, a, a ridiculous, like, SNL skit, but it's real. What? So um, if he wasn't going to get fired for their decline, he pro- this will probably do it. I, he's survived the last 12 hours, though, so I don't think he's going to get fired before this game. What about you, Joe? Uh, probably not, but, uh, you know, usually when when somebody sticks their mouth foot in their mouth like that it ends up you know look what happened to john gruden and you know that was yeah you know that that came up long after he had said it but you know it just mm-hmm. you know you just you got to watch what you say yeah there's so no statute of limitations on these kind of things right it doesn't matter how long ago it is you're right no no it's not uh with all the social media and everything and the, you know at the, the the age we live in now yeah, I think he pretty much uh, solved his job there. So I think so, too. But, but I, it, want, it, I don't I feel bad for him because it's a really stupid thing to say. Like, uh, why use? There are a million other examples you can use of great teamwork and coming together to get the job done. You don't have to invoke perhaps the greatest tragedy in the history of this country. Like, also they're from New York. Like, even worse. Like, it, there's no good way to spin it. There's so many other things he could have chosen. I don't feel bad for him because he's that stupid. I also don't feel bad for him because he's probably going to get fired anyway. This will just speed it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wanted to bring up something about the college football Final Four. Now, I know you uh, you, had, you started the show Monday about, or when they announced it, how Florida State, you know, you, you thought they should have been left out. Yes. Um, I don't, maybe they should have been left out, but, you know, just because of the quarterback thing, I'm just, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm going, well, is that some, some kind of criteria that they write on paper that if a, their starting quarterback is – is injured, but they're still undefeated. That they can't play in the you know the football playoff. And I thought that well, the guy, the guy might be you know. I mean, it's it, I'm not using this as an example, but whoever thought Brock Purdy would be the quarterback that he was? Yeah, sure. The NFL and NCAA. So you know the guy, they make the playoff. The guy goes in. He, he's got a month to uh, to learn the system or whatever, and you know just let it you know let it play out. You know, I just thought they kind of got you know, skipped a little bit on that. So I understand um, a lot. I think more people feel the way about it. You do than the way I do. So uh, a couple of things. One, there is specific verbiage in the college football playoff committees, whatever you call it, charter or whatever the 
the constitution of the college football playoff committee is. And it says that they have to take into account uh, in- injuries that have a massive impact on a team. So it, it doesn't say, wow. though, like if someone's starting quarterback goes out, they have to be held out. There, no, there's no rule on that, but it does say they should consider that. But to your point, like you're making the, the Brock Purdy reference. That's a good one, but I got a better one. Like if the committee took the same approach in the very first playoff, Ohio State doesn't get in and doesn't win the national championship with the third string quarterback, Cardell Jones. Yeah, yeah. And when, of course, you no, know, our uh, our experience in the playoff was pretty much an ass kicking. Mm-hmm. So uh, we didn't we didn't really belong in the. Playoff By the way, there were people playoff. saying that at the time, not on the committee, but I remember, you know, State won the Big Ten, you know, that Saturday night against Iowa. They came back to win it. There were people saying Michigan State should not be in. They should pick Ohio State over Michigan State, even though Michigan State beat Ohio State in Columbus. And the reasoning was, I remember Duck Gottlieb saying it on CBS Sports Radio or whatever it was in Fox Sports Radio. And he said, I know Michigan State went to Columbus and beat Ohio State with a backup quarterback, but we all know Ohio State's a better team. And that's the point, right, to get the four best teams. So we should pick Ohio State. Now, they didn't do that. But isn't it silly? Like, this is college football. Like, we never – I shouldn't say that. It's not never. But there's way too often – in the history of college football, we've decided things on paper and between our own ears that were already decided on the field. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the uh, the Ohio State thing, uh, you know, and, and the, the whole even with uh, the, the Final Four, even when it goes to twelve, you know, it's uh, everybody's going to want sixteen. And then what? What after that? You right, know, someone's always going to be aggrieved, right? Like the NCAA tournament is 68 teams, and number 69 is always very upset and feels personally wronged by not getting in. Yeah, Tim had an idea this morning they should have all FBS teams in the playoff, all 360-odd players. Okay, I mean, we'd have to start it in the Labor Day weekend, but okay. Yeah, no kidding. So, all right, have a good weekend. All right, you too, man. I appreciate the call. You want to dig in on the Sean McDermott thing, Dr. J.? I had no idea about that. Yes. So, oh boy. This is the big story in the NFL over the last 16 hours. Now. That's bad. It really is. Uh, out of all of the examples I that know. you could have used. Couldn't you just put on Hoosiers? Yeah. Or Rudy? Or Rudy. Just put on a movie. Yeah. Save your job. Look, man, it's it's kind of like what's the there's a is it Godwin's law? that every argument on the internet inevitably devolves into a reference to Adolf Hitler? Something like that, yeah. yeah. It's like, you're never going to win if you're referencing Hitler. Mm-mm. There's no way to win if part of your rhetorical strategy is to invoke the 9-11 hijackers as a positive. Oh, my goodness. Know your audience. Anybody with a functioning brain knows that that's not acceptable. The only people who should be using the 9-11 hijackers as rah-rah speech material or if ISIS has a team in the World Cup. Yeah, terrorists. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure ISIS doesn't have a team in the oh World Cup. Goodness. But if they did, that would make sense. Fellas, we need to go out there and we need to grind just like our boys did on 9-11 over the oh, United States. Oh, boy. Like, no. That's the only acceptable context. Even then, I still am like, ugh. Can, like, can we just talk about... The thing is, this was not an off-the-cuff thing. 
He planned that. Well, I don't like. I don't know how much planning went into it, but but Dr. J, the pregame rah rah speeches are thought out. Now maybe he was vamping a little bit, but I have to believe there was some amount of pre- uh, premeditation. I don't know this, but I'm guessing at the very minimum he's driving his way into the team facility that morning. And he's like, what am I going to say to the guys? I need something different, something, something that'll, that'll cut through the noise, something that'll jar them and, and shake them and get them riled up. I know, the 9-11 hijackers. That's got to be the first time in recorded history they've ever been invoked as part of a rah-rah speech. As a positive, like, hey, look what these guys did. They worked really well as a team. What? That's insane. Hey, you ain't getting me to disagree. Oh, my goodness. We're on the same team here. I know. (laughs) No, I'm not going to say it. Say it. Go ahead. I was going to say just like the 9-11 hijackers. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Dr. J was too soon. (laughs) Too soon. You Uh, can never get away with that, what he did here. Never. No. Like, America could last for 2,000 more years, and that still won't be an okay joke. It's unacceptable. But that joke you just made? Okay, that's fine. Okay, I got to look, if Sean McDermott had just applied a little bit, a little bit of critical thought to this before he ever spoke it, he would have realized there's a real easy out that's adjacent and would not have upset anyone. (laughs) And I've been thinking about this. Honestly, this just came to me in this segment and. We've only been talking about it for like five minutes, Max. Yeah. That tells me if he had just spent five or ten minutes thinking about it, he would have probably a a, a, ro- a is it a rove? Arisen. A rived? <laughs> Arisen. <laughs> he would have arrived at the same conclusion I just did. Don't invoke the 9-11 hijackers as an example of people coming together for the team and doing what it takes to get it done. Mention the people who sacrificed themselves by crashing Flight 93 into that field in Pennsylvania. Yes. Because they were heroes, not villains. Uh Uh-huh. Or mention all of the first responders who came together on 9-11. Yeah, there are so many alternatives, even in a 9-11 context. Uh, I don't know why you'd want to invoke 9-11, whatever. But if you're going to do it, focus on the actual heroes. Yeah, man. Gosh. Wow. I have, I have nothing else to say. That's... <laughs> there, can I just ask? There's no way he survives this, right? Absolutely not. I mean, I think even if they were still humming along like they were three years ago, he doesn't survive this. Especially not in New York. Well, but it's Buffalo. I know Buffalo's a little different, but yeah. still you're in New York. I know, but they don't consider themselves New Yorkers. Mm. Now, I'm not a New Yorker, and I've honestly, I've never been to Buffalo, but I went to school with a couple of people who lived in upstate New York, and they, I've heard this before, but they ratified it to me, that there are a lot of people in the Buffalo area who, um, let's just say they look down on New York. Oh, okay. Like as snobs, mm. you know, East Coast elitists. I'm like, you live like two and a half hours away. <laughs> That's like us being like, oh, can you believe those hypocritical snobs in Gaylord? <laughs> Gaylord? I love Gaylord. Why would you choose Gaylord know, out of all Because it's two and a half hours places. away. Because <laughs> I can do math. Oh my Sorry. Goodness. Or as the British would say, maths. Maths. Why do they say that? Because it's mathematics. I know, but it's just hard to make the sound. Is that why we don't? That's the second dumbest thing that I've heard in this segment.
saying maths. The first dumbest, invoking the 9-11 hijackers as some sort of motivational material. What an idiot. Wow. It's hard for me to feel bad for him. I don't. <sighs> Bye-bye. That's probably the wildest story in a SOB long time. And that's saying something because some crazy stuff has happened <laughs> in sports lately. Yeah. That, okay, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I guess I'm going to. I think that is really pushing Mel Tucker's judgment. You think for so? For a worse decision of 2023, even though I know that, that decision may not have happened in 2023. But you get my point. I don't know. Well, the fact that we're not sure tells, tells us it's in the running. No, I'm pretty sure that um, what Mel Tucker did was worse. I didn't say that. I'm saying the lack of judgment okay. rivals it. Okay. Because there was clearly no judgment filter applied. That's true. Okay. Before the acts took place. All right, place. I can see it. I guess it was 2019. I thought it was 2021. Here, oh, I'll boy. read you a little bit on this from ESPN.com. Buffalo Bills coach Sean McDermott said Thursday that he regretted mentioning 9-11 in a 2019 training camp talk with his team and immediately apologized then. McDermott emphasized he made the comments, quote, to discuss the importance of communication and being on the same page with the team, unquote. What? He said he, quote, regretted, unquote, mentioning 9-11, quote, in my message that day, and I immediately apologized to the team. Not only was 9-11 a horrific event in our country's history, but a day that I lost a good family friend. Oh, well, that gets him off. That's exactly why he's bringing that up. Like, it gives him some sort of protection against like oh well someone i know died on 9-11 so i can make this awful reference that's not how it works no that might make it worse it does uh, as first reported by go long that's tyler dunn's like nfl website mcdermott told players in a speech to come together and use the terrorist's of 9-11 as an example. No. Asking players in the room questions about how the attacks were executed and <sighs> referencing the hijackers getting on the same page. Oh, my goodness. Multiple players who were with the team at the time confirmed the story to ESPN, while others who were with the team told ESPN they did not recall it. How do you not recall it? Yeah, that would be very memorable. Yeah, I wouldn't forget that. No. Maybe they had to block it out of their brains because oh, it was so You're telling horrible. me my coach... In one of his rah-rah speeches, mentioned the 9-11 hijackers in a positive context. You know, I just, maybe he did. I just can't recall. No way you forget that. No <laughs> way. Unless yeah. you choose to forget it. Or you were sleeping during the meeting right. or, or, some, or weren't there. Yeah, maybe you were, like, injured. Asked why he mentioned 9-11 and whether hijackers were specifically referenced as an example of a group coming together. McDermott said, quote, it was mentioning 9-11 in the context of the team meeting. The goal of the team meeting was the importance of communication and being on the same page as a team. Man, if only, if only someone had recorded that, I would kill to hear that audio. That'd be pretty good. We should, you know, I should have recreated it. Oh. Like, honestly, like not making a bit, just doing my best at, at what I think it sounded like. Because you know how college football, or not college, any football coach they're very over-the-top dramatic in these speeches, at least in my experience. Even in high school, my coaches were very dramatic. One time, my high school coach <laughs> brought out... Um, what? Oh, no, it's all good. I was just looking to see what time it was. 
Well, I'm on top of that. No, I know. I just like to know. One time my high school football coach, <laughs> he brought out like um, like the, the kind of tile you use outdoor for like a patio. Mm-hmm. What is that? Like ceramic or something? Yes. He brought out like a big stack of that. Not like, may, I, I shouldn't say big. Maybe it was like. Like the paver tiles? Yeah, the kind you would use as like your patio tile. Okay, yeah, so like pavers. Okay. I thought it was ceramic, to be honest. I with don't you. know. Well, anyway, he brought out like a six inch stack of those. And he was giving us, because we knew we were about to get our ass kicked this game. <laughs> we, and we did, because it was the only team in the area. And bear in mind, this was like 2004. It was the only team in the area who ran a spread offense and could actually efficiently throw the football. Oh. In Southwest Michigan, in 2004, throwing the football was damn near unheard of. We all ran the ball like 90% of the time. This was, they hired a coach at this rival school who brought a spread offense with us, and no one could defend it because we've never seen a team complete like 40% of their passes, let alone 70, Mm -hmm. right? So we knew we were about to get our asses kicked because they were really good, which was rare. We usually won this game, but they changed to this offense no one could defend. So I guess his, his thought was, (laughs) <laughs> that by giving us this rah-rah speech, the spiritual lift it would give us would overcome our schematic faults. And frankly, the lack of talent needed to defend that kind of offense. It did not, but that's beyond the point. He brought out the stack of these tiles. And he said, gentlemen, tonight you have a choice. You can be this, and he pointed to that, the stack. He said, or you can be this. And he pulled a sledgehammer out and just demolished oh. those tiles. And once he just like it was like Paul Bunyan esque. He reared the hell back and came down with that <laughs> sledgehammer on those tiles with the fire of a thousand suns. He came down on that stack of tiles with that sledgehammer harder than the media and frankly America is coming down on Sean McDermott right wow, now. Wow. Okay. And they just shattered. <laughs> and we were all just like shocked. We weren't prepared for that. It didn't rile us up. We were just like, what the hell? <laughs> but he was like pretty happy with himself. He thought like it worked. <laughs> yeah. And we just left like the locker room like, what the bleep was that? What, what happened in there? I'm I'm shook and not in a good way. <laughs> I, I am, am a not, high schooler. I am not prepared now to play a football game. Something weird happened. <laughs> and then guess which one we were? Were we the sledgehammer or the tile? I think you might have been the tile. Survey says... That's right. But my point is, even as a high school football player, I experienced some bizarre (laughs) coaching rants. Never once did 9-11 come up at all, let alone alone referencing the conspirators and hijackers in a positive context meant to boost team morale and performance. Unbelievable. Well, let's hear from the man himself. All right, here's some sound courtesy of WKBW in, I think this is Buffalo, right? It must be. Here's Sean McDermott. He was asked about it, point blank. Take a listen. Well, I think, Joe, in any, in any of our lives, if this came up for any of us, something like this, um, it, it's, it, it definitely um, gets your mind spinning. Right? I should mention the specific question he's answering is, what has the last 24 hours been like for you? just being real and um it's been disappointing it's been 
um, hurtful, right? Um, Think about the nerve it takes to say that. It was hurtful it's disappointing. for you? It's, it's, been, it's been hurtful. Shut up. Think about all the people who lost someone on 9-11 who now know that you're basically celebrating the people who took them from them. What a buffoon. And using them as, as some like positive rah-rah material. What an out-of-touch dumbass. At the end of the day, I know who I am. At the end of the day, I know how I handle myself. Me too. Poorly. Exactly. <laughs> As I've said humbly, I'm, I'm, I'm not without flaws. Clearly. <laughs> um, I wake up every morning trying to do the best job that I can. You failed. At painting 9-11 hijackers as heroes. <laughs> to win games for the fans of the Buffalo Bills. Ah, uh, yes. Because that's why he does it. It's for the fans. He gets up every morning and his first thought is, I do this for the fans. Yeah, how's that going this season, Sean? <laughs> I got to be honest, Sean. Based on what I've learned in the last 24 hours, I don't believe that. No. I'm starting to question it at least. And I think maybe you might wake up every morning and look at an ISIS flag. <laughs> is ISIS still a thing? I don't know. I haven't heard it in a while. Or Daesh, whatever I'm it's not, called. I'm not the one to ask. It's not a thing anymore, is I have it? no idea. I don't hear them in the news anymore. Who's the big bad now? I don't know. Lately, it's Hamas, right? Mm -hmm. And that's completely different. That's a whole thing. Yeah. Hey, that's a good example, right? What? <laughs> no, I didn't mean like that. What I'm saying is, do you think any football coach right now would have the <sighs> lack of awareness or general balls to bring up. Do you think any football coach or any coach anywhere right now would say, gentlemen, we need to come together and, and communicate and get our game plan right the way Hamas did ahead of six weeks ago when they invaded Israel and carried out that terrorist attack? Do you think anyone would say that? No. Then why would you do the same about a terrorist attack that happened here? They have brains. Obviously, this guy doesn't. And do it the right way. And that's my main goal every day. Well, then you're failing <laughs> on the most obvious oh, account. Oh, no. How, like, I just, look, man, I get it. I've said some dumb stuff. When enough hot mics or hot cameras are in front of you, and for long enough, anyone and everyone does it. I spend several hours a week here talking into a microphone. I know I say dumb stuff all the time. It happens, you know. No one is infallible. You're going to step in it. Right. The difference is... And I'll, I'll use Tim here. You know, Tim's been doing it longer than anyone else. Tim seriously probably has, I, I don't know, I have 5,000 uh, 5, hours on air. Jeez, Tim's got to have, honestly, maybe 10 times that. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you Tim has never invoked terrorists who carried out a heinous terrorist attack in a positive context and certainly not as a... We need to be like them. As an example of teamwork. Yeah. And, and Tim has been on the air for 50,000 years. 50,000 years. Feels like it. 50,000 <laughs> hours. And he's never come close to that. There's no excuse, man. No. And what Sean McDermott did is so much worse than if a broadcaster stumbled into it. Because he premeditated that. 
He had to have thought about yes. it, right? Do you think he was at home, like, writing notes down in his journal? I think like, he was pretty proud of himself when he came up with oh, it. Oh, yeah. Examples of teamwork. N- I bet no one's ever said this before. Right, because no one ever should. Right. It's a bad idea. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's just so bad. I can't believe it. I'm still shocked by it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How has he not been fired already? He should be. Goodbye. I mean, he's going to be after the season at the latest anyway. You can't survive this. I don't think so, but I think he was going to get fired, you know, for on-field lack of results anyway. Fair. Josh Allen has regressed. He turns it over on average two times per game. Sean McDermott's a defensive coach. It's clear they need an offensive coach to kind of rebuild Josh Allen. Yeah. Also, look, truth is, Sean McDermott should should have probably been fired a couple years ago when... (laughs) Leslie Frazier couldn't find a job in any level of football, and he brought him in. Like, there's a reason. What do I say all the time? There's a reason these guys are available. When a guy is out of work and no one is sniffing him, there's a reason. Let me bring this example home. And no, I'm not going to reference 9-11 hijackers. But to make it real localized so people understand what I'm talking about. Have you noticed... No one has interviewed, let alone hired, Jay Johnson, Ross Ells, or Scotty Hazelton since they've been dismissed by Michigan State. There's a reason. Because they suck at what they do. Sean McDermott will be joining them pretty soon on the unemployment line. We're back after these words. Sure, you could listen to Static. <laughs> or you could get the free Game 730 AM mobile app in your app store today and listen longer without the interruptions from the static. Listen live to all your favorite moments in sports and hear all the action. The Game 730 AM app also has tons of great restaurant deals for you. It's waiting for you right now in the app store today. The Game 730 AM app is powered by Driven Collision. We make friends by accident. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. East Lansing, a town square media station. Lansing Sports Leader. The game, 730 AM. Experience the... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus... You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Game 730 AM studio is powered by Driven Collision. We make friends by accident. Five thirteen in the capital city. We're back here on Offensive Minded. Dr. J's BAC is returning to a normalized level after one hell of a Town Square Media Lansing Christmas party. Let's fix that right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she just cracked open a new high noon. Woo-hoo. 
Anybody out there who is playing Whamageddon, you have now lost. <laughs> nice. We didn't plan it that way either. Do you like this song? I like this song. I like it too. I know a lot of people hate it because it's like overplayed, but listen, dude, it is not nearly at Mariah Carey levels. No. And it's catchy. Yeah. I just like it. Well, I'm partial. I was born in the 80s, so, you know, I love 80s music. 88? Does that count? As, I guess it counts as the 80s. It was the 80s. Okay. You had like two years of 80s. So? All right. You snobby 90s brat. <laughs> you have no idea. You don't know what real life is like. Huh? <laughs> I was born in the rough and tumble years of George H.W. Bush. Oh, You okay. came in in the greatest economic expansion in American history <laughs> under Bill Clinton. 95. Before that whole Lewinsky thing. Oh, boy. Well, anyway, that took a dark turn. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Yeah, me neither. It must be the high noon Do you fumes need a sip coming of the off your noon? breath. Nope. I'm already getting a contact buzz oh, okay, from, well. your, from your breath. I should have brought that uh, breathalyzer in from the St. Patrick's Day show. <laughs> Where do you think you are if you had to right now? I'm not drunk. So like <laughs> There's point a song oh five. That were, <laughs> point, okay, really? Yeah. No, that's like your second one. You're way higher than point oh five. You think so? Yes. I'm, d- I, I'm not at point oh eight, I don't think. I would not. Okay, let me put it to you this way. Would you drive right now? Well, I wouldn't, but I'm extra cautious about that. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're probably at closing in on point one. I don't think so. I've had two drinks. Mm-hmm. You're not drunk, right? <laughs> yeah, not drunk. You're not drunk. There's a, there's a song for this occasion. This is Dr. J right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not drunk. I'm just drinking. <laughs> <laughs> if you were I'm Southern, you would appreciate this. I'm just thinking. Beautiful. That's you right now. Okay. I'm not drunk. I'm just drinking. Anyway, yeah, look, I'm not saying you're in Miguel Cabrera BAC levels, like pass, your, pass out and crack your head open on the toilet bowl drunk. No, I'm not. You're on like a seven second delay. <laughs> so maybe you are. <laughs> if you got up to the plate and hit 330 with 40 home runs and 120 RBI, then I'd say you're Miguel Cabrera drunk. Okay. Anyway. So, uh, where were we going to go from here? We still haven't... Go Gus- ahead. Guskowitz. Yeah. We should probably do that. So, MSU has made it official. The MSU Board of Trustees had a virtual meeting today and formally selected or elected. Which is it? A- the, appointed? Here. Yeah, that's what I think it would be. But here's from the MSU press release. Kevin Guskowitz, an accomplished neuroscientist, sports medicine researcher, and academic leader, has been named the 22nd president of Michigan State University. The board of trustees unanimously voted uh, voted to appoint Guskowitz the 12th chancellor of the UNC Chapel Hill campus. During a special board meeting in East Lansing on December 8th, he will begin his term on March 4th, 2024. And yet in the, the video that we'll play here, where he directly addresses you, the MSU community, it gives him the title MSU president-elect, but he wasn't elected. Mm. This isn't like the president-elect, you know, after November no. until January or whatever. That's weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't it be president-select? I have no idea. Even if I was completely sober, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Am I getting too hung up on this? Yes. Okay. Move on. All right. Well, you want to play some? We can like pause this and annotate as we go. Do I have to just wave my hand if I want you to pause? Yeah, sure. Okay. Or just start talking. Oh, okay. 
All right, here he is. This is the first public comments from Kevin Guskowitz, your new president of Michigan State University. Hello, Spartans. My name is Kevin Guskowitz, and today I am honored to be selected as the next president of Michigan State University. Sharp green tie. It's nice. Now, was Fred human there and got the first question? Uh, Mr. President, did you already have a green tie? <laughs> or did you have to go get one? I look forward to bringing my passion for higher education to the Spartan community. Indeed, I pursued this opportunity because of I believe that my values and vision align so well with those of Michigan State. What do you think those are? I, I don't know. Like, it's a research institution, and he's all about that, isn't he? Yeah, he made his academic bona fides in concussion science. Right. So, so he's a sports guy. That's what I like about it. Yeah. Also, he was the chancellor at UNC Chapel Hill, where he's been involved with a pretty problematic board. So he has, you know, some experience. That's probably the most necessary relevant work experience. He knows how to navigate that. But remember, I don't think you were in here last week when this happened. Dream was. And the state news had that report that he basically gave the board an ultimatum. And remember, they've been down to him for two weeks thanks to their own incompetence. But the point is, he reportedly told them, I will only take this job if you give it to me in writing that you won't stand in my way, Mm -hmm. that you won't meddle. Like they're going to believe or agree to that. And even if they do, how can you believe it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I honestly thought... I wrote about it at the website at thegame730am.com when that came out a week ago. And I'm not kidding. I was like, wow, I don't think he's qualified for this job. Because if he actually thinks that that's possible, then he's not cut out for it. Yikes. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Okay. You know, what do I know? Continuing here. And I share and admire your deep commitment to transforming lives through the power of teaching, research, Hold and on. outreach. Research? Mm-hmm. Is that a Southernism? Uh, I don't think it's... I don't think it's geographical. I've heard a lot of people say research. It's research, isn't it? It's tomato, tomato, honestly. Uh, Except I hear research way more than I hear tomato. (laughs) Research. You've never heard that before, honestly? No. Oh, I've heard. Maybe it is a Southern thing then, because I've I've heard it a lot. Research. Yeah. It just seems like the, the emphasis is on the wrong syllable. I've heard it before a lot, I swear. Research. Well, yeah, and like it's... It's contextual too. Like I guarantee you, he wouldn't say Michigan State University is one of the leads, lead, one of the nation's leading research universities. He would say research universities. Would he? I bet he would. I don't know. Well, I've noticed people who say research don't say it in all applications. Huh. It's contextual. Weird. I'm not an etymologist. I can't explain. That's this. okay. We can keep going. I just that. Do you want to call out the MSU linguist department? I actually do. <laughs> you would. You're into boring crap like that. <laughs> Having led a $1.2 billion a year research enterprise with a strong strategic roadmap. I take that back. He just said research enterprise. I know. Geez, sorry. Uh Uh-huh. Christmas spirit, my ass. Like Michigan State's 2030 plan, I understand the challenges before us to continue advancing this great institution. Having always strived to foster inclusive communities, I also understand the importance of upholding MSU's values of diversity and equity. I know the past few years have challenged Michigan State, yet I see a great university with a strong historical foundation that can reach new levels of excellence through its powerful commitment to student success, knowledge discovery, and land-grant service. 
He's got weird cadence to his speech. Now, he is reading very clearly. Maybe yeah. he's just nervous, you know. Yeah, he's like too slow and, and has weird emphasis. Yeah, and he speeds up and slows down at weird spots. Mm-hmm. He, it just could be nerves. How long is this video? Three minutes. Oh, boy. You want to stop? It's fine. No, it can keep going if you want. It just, well, it just, just stopped after one minute, I think. No, this is kind of normal. Yeah? I think three minutes is short for an academic video. That's fair. They're very long-winded people. Very fair. <laughs> and that's coming from me. <laughs> 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 Takes one to know one. Yeah. But yeah, look, uh, y- you know me. I'm a digital person, too. I think all videos should probably be, at most, 60 seconds long. Right. On the internet, that is. But... I don't think it's that abnormal to have a three-minute video to introduce the new president of a major university. Okay. I think it's actually kind of restrained. Oh, okay. I'm excited about the opportunity to work alongside all Spartans. Even the board, though? Even them? (laughs) With MSU students, faculty, staff, alumni, and trustees. Oh, he said it! Oh, boy. Wow. You're going to regret that, mister. (laughs) And with its community partners and stakeholders to propel the university to even greater heights. I might make some mistakes along the way, but I promise to always learn from them and from you. And together, we will strengthen MSU and foster a culture that values the voices of every member of our community. Do you think that was a smart thing to say? Like he might as, make some mistakes? Right, given the context. I think it, it makes him relatable. Really? I think it, it was very honest. It didn't make me relate to him anymore. Well, I, it seemed relatable and honest to me. Like, everybody makes mistakes. He's going to make some, but he's going to learn from them. None of this seems relatable or honest. That did. I liked that part. It, not to me. I mean, I'm not saying I like it or dislike it. I'm just saying none of this is relatable or honest. It's a guy who has a PhD, mm-hmm. maybe more than one, and he's about to get paid like $700,000 a year. Like, how can I relate to that? I make way more. <laughs> right. Also, somebody needs to get him a bottle of water. He's <laughs> Go ahead. What do you mean? His dry mouth? Yeah. Well, can't you just hear it when he's talking? He's nervous. Yeah. I don't. I mean, it's okay. I, I don't. I'm That's not, okay. I'm, I'm just saying they should get him a bottle of water. Poor guy. Also, he's not Southern, by the way. I wanted to mention that he's earlier. Not. No, he's from Pennsylvania. Why now, does he have that accent? Well, because he's been he... in North Carolina. Okay. For like 15 years. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. It rubs off on you. Okay. As we work together to forge the university's future. I invite all of you to consider the following questions with me. Or right, let's do these. Let's do these, okay? In okay. real time, let's consider these questions, Dr. J. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. What will it take for MSU to maintain its position among the top-tier research institutions in the nation? Get rid of the entire freaking board of trustees. <laughs> Get them all in one place, and whatever has to happen, happens there. Oh, boy. Meteor, I don't know, portal to a different... Universe opens up. Okay. That. That's what has to happen. Okay. Your thoughts, Dr. J. My thoughts are that's a little extreme. No, no. I mean, uh, answer his question. Oh, I think that you need to continue funding research to continue to stay at the top <clears throat> of the... Funding yeah. what? Research. <clears throat> research. Thank you. There's a new sheriff in town. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, look, I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not. I think that's probably the most important thing for any success at Michigan State at any level, whether we're talking about academics or sports, like I think what would help most is the board getting the hell out of the way. Specifically, how do we do that? Well, I don't know, or else I wouldn't be sitting here. 
I'm tired of hearing people blame the governor for not removing them, though. Do you know what the process is for that? People say that, like, like the governor could just do that and all eight of them are gone. That's not how it works. It's a strenuous, painstaking process for each one. I've also noticed most of the people saying that don't like the governor to begin with. Which, which, look, that's fine. I don't, I'm not into your politics. I, I don't care if you don't like her, fine. But she can't remove the entire board. Do you know how long that would take? That would take, like, multiple governors. Right. Let me just enlighten people real quick. I'm sure we can all remember Kwame Kilpatrick being removed as mayor of Detroit by Governor Granholm at the time. Does everyone remember that circus? It was a nightmare. Yeah, because there has to be a public hearing before it can happen. And that was a bleep show. Absolutely. That's what would have to happen eight times to get these people out. And then who knows if the people who replace them would be any better. There's that too. So, right. Like, are they the cause or a symptom? Right. I think the cause is how we choose these people. I've said it before. This isn't new, I don't think, but I'll I'll repeat it. I think as long as we leave the constitution of the MSU Board of Trustees up to millions of people who don't give a damn about who's on the board and are instead voting for people on the board by way of a straight party ticket, as long as that's deciding it, we're going to have some very... Bad faith actors, let's put it that way, yeah. on the board. I think it should be up to a student and alumni vote. I wouldn't even put alumni. I think it should be student and faculty. Mm. Like, the people who are most affected by the board should be the people who decide and hold them to account. Right. I get why everyone in Michigan gets to vote on it. It's a public university. I understand. We are paying for it. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. But it's time to take a hard look at this. You know what else I've wondered, though? And I don't know because I don't pay attention as closely as I do here. Obviously, I went to school here. I work here. My life has pretty much been here since 2006. How come Michigan and Wayne State don't have psychos on their boards? Now, I know they have occasionally have had one or two, especially at Michigan. There's been one or two over the years. But here it's, it's not the exception. It's the rule. Yeah. In Michigan, they got the Bernstein running the show, and he seems like a well-buttoned-up guy, and I don't see him ever in the headlines for saying stupid bleep. Nope. Now, there have been a few trustees, or, or at Michigan, they're called Regents, the Board of Regents. The University of Michigan Board of Regents today decreed that all poor people are to be executed. Oh. Summarily. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... The regents at U of M, occasionally, like a couple of them have gotten involved in the whole football thing and completely debased themselves. That doesn't surprise me. Hashtag cult. But aside from that, like maybe a few said some bad taste things during the Anderson thing. Like didn't a few of them join in with like Jim Brandstatter and other Michigan football types and said, you know, uh, the Schimbeckler here, he's not really Bo's son. He's not his biological son. Like that matters. Right. You, yeah. think, you think you ever hear a Michigan State fan say that about Stephen Izzo? Well, he's Izzo somebody. He's not his biological son. We absolutely would not say right. that. Right. It takes a certain trash individual to say that. But my point is, how come we don't have psychos on the U of M board or even the Wayne State board? How many board, uh, U of M board meetings have you seen lead the 6 o'clock news with one trustee crying 
because of the other one allegedly bullying her. <laughs> and then the one who's the bully then goes on a tirade about how she's the victim of race-based attacks, even though the person she's saying is attacking her on a race basis is the same race as her. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Ugh. Make it stop. Why doesn't it happen anywhere else? Ugh. Now, I know other boards across the country are problematic, but I'm just talking about here because Michigan... Michigan State and Wayne State decide their boards the same way. Like, that's the law here. They have to be up to a public vote. No other university or college in the state, though, are subjected to that. The governor picks for the public universities outside of this one. Why is that? Is it because of size? Good question. Is it like enrollment size or something like that? It can't be because isn't Western bigger than Wayne State? I don't know. And yet, the governor just picks? It doesn't make any sense. Now, I also am not a huge fan of the governor just picking. Yeah. Because you know what's going to happen then. It's just going to be a partisan thing. Yeah, it'll be it'll be like this, but in an even more nepotism way. At least yeah. right now, I guess it sort of does play out the same because whichever party dominates that election is going to win the most board seats because everyone's voting straight party. Right. Because people who don't vote straight party overwhelmingly don't even fill out that part of the ballot. Yeah. Because they don't care. Or they forget that there's a back. Or vote. Yeah, ballot fatigue. Yeah. That's a real thing. I get tired by the end of the ballot, too. I don't vote straight party, in case that wasn't clear. Mm-hmm. I don't belong to either one of these scams. No offense if you are. Well, actually, yes, offense if you. You're part of the problem here. If you belong to either party, you're part of the problem in this country. Think outside the damn box. I know you can't. It's kind of institutionalized here, which is so stupid. You want me to go on a political rant? No, I think that's a bad Isn't idea. Isn't it fair if I go after everyone, though? No. I mean, yes, but also I don't want to hear it, so... I'm just saying... Okay. Other yeah, countries... You're do it anyway, huh? Other countries, political parties come and go all the time, except here. It's almost like they said from the beginning not to have a two-party Dude, system. Th- that's how it's dumb we are. It's almost like they said don't do that's it. That's how dumb we are as a people. Hmm. Because we fought a painstaking, bloody war. Not bloody in the British adjective sense. Hmm. Literal bloodshed, right? We sacrificed everything to have our own country. And as soon as we did, what did we say? Hey, George, you should be our king. <laughs> and he was like, Jesus Christ, guys, did you not notice? We just did this to not have one. <laughs> Thank God he had some principles. Uh-huh. Anyone else would be like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Oh, my goodness. But on his way out, yeah, that's what you're referencing. His like farewell speech, he said, hey, guys, don't form political parties. And as soon as the door closed, they're like, all right, let's make some political parties. And we've basically never looked back. Mm-hmm. It's the single most toxic thing in this country. Yeah. Everything else comes from that. Absolutely. All the narratives, all the belief systems, everything that divides us comes from those two organizations. They drive us apart. They do. Yeah. It's tribalism. It's awful what they do. They weaponize difference. That should be celebrated. I thought that was the point of this place. Instead, we're all ready to kill each other over minor differences. Well, I think taxes should be percentage-based. I think they should be nominal. You need to die. You're not an American. That's where we are. Okay. That's where we are. Yeah. And that's why the Board of Trustees of Michigan State is such a mess. That's the point. There is a common thread here. Yeah. We got to stop deciding it that way. That's the problem. There should be a... We can do every four years, every eight years, whatever. Every year, I don't care. But it should be 
closed to students and faculty, not staff, not the people who come into the lecture hall when the projector doesn't work. And no offense to anyone who mops floors there or, you know, whatever. Nope. Faculty and students. That's it. That's who should decide. I agree. Because they are the true stakeholders. Yeah. They're the ones that have to deal with the consequences. Instead, the way it works right now is an overwhelming percentage of people who vote on the board of trustees at Michigan State don't even know they voted on it. Or let me put it this way. They don't know who they voted for. Right. For it. And they damn sure don't suffer the consequences. That's not how it's supposed to work. Yeah, it's supposed to be representative. Yeah, the people who are most invested are supposed to make the decision. Isn't that the point of this whole damn country? Wasn't that what it was all about? Isn't that why we wasted so much precious tea in the Boston Harbor? (laughs) Oh, that tea. Think of all the tea we sacrificed, guys. (laughs) Oh, no. All that tea went to waste. (gasps) No. And that's why we have Rima Vassar on the board of trustees (laughs) as the chairperson. How did that happen, by the way? I'll tell you how. Politics. There's... Okay, there's seven of one group and one of the other on the board. Well, of course, one of the seven is going to be in charge. Yeah. And for some reason, they picked her. She bullied them all into it. Probably, but also there's politics in play. So while everyone's invoking the governor here, the governor probably wanted her in charge. Yeah. The governor's in charge of that party. And it would be the same way if it was a different capital letter after the governor's name. They ultimately set the agenda, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So the people on the board, it's so stupid. You know how they get to be on the on the ballot? Oh, there's probably a primary. Nope. Nope. It's settled at the party conventions. Uh, That's so freaking stupid. It should be nonpartisan. It should. Nothing's nonpartisan, but it should be nonpartisan. But the way it works is to be up for election on the MSU Board of Trustees, you have to be a Republican or a Democrat, and then you have to have their convention choose you. How stupid is that? What does that have to do with governing a university? Nothing. That's what it has to do with it. Right. That's so stupid. Mm-hmm. You're limp. Also, when you apply politics and specifically like party politics like that, you shut yourself off from the best candidates because the best people who would actually execute this job well don't want anything to do with that political mess. So none of them are interested in running, and even if they were, they aren't going to get into bed with those snakes because they know better. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. Why do we get such freaking crooks on the board of trustees? Why do we get such animals? Because you got to shake the right hands and grease the right skids to get nominated. It's nasty. It's filthy. We might as well have the mafia run the damn thing. At least they're more upfront about it. Yep, this is all a racket. You're only as good as your last envelope. Here we're like, no, we, we want the people who best uphold the values of our country and our state and our universe. No, you don't. You're just giving this away as like a, as a reward for the most loyalty or the biggest donation to so-and-so's reelection fund. I'm passionate about this. It pisses me off. Yeah. It's not right. Now, I understand changing it is damn near impossible, right? Because to change the way they're decided would require a change to the state law, which takes a, what, like two-thirds ratification from both chambers of of the state legislature? (laughs) Good luck. 
it's hard to get something 51-49 through, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> so stupid. Everything's so stupid. Nothing makes sense anymore. No. I haven't even gotten into conference realignment. Oh, no. <laughs> you think it's dumb that L.A.'s Big Ten country now? You think it's dumb that there are two San Francisco teams in the Atlantic Coast Conference? Let me tell you how we decide the people in charge of Michigan State University. Let me tell you a story. Hoof. I'm going to go get my blood pressure under control. Not through a drink, Dr. Jason. <laughs> I don't want to harm your, your stash. No, this is all for me. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. The Detroit Red Wings are back for another season on the Lansing Sports Network. He shoots, he scores on a backhand. Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM. Never miss a game again, whether you're on the go or just like doing it the old-fashioned way and sitting around the radio. Perkins scores from the right side goal line. Every face-off and every playoff can be heard on Lansing's exclusive home for Detroit Red Wings hockey. 1240 WJIM, Lansing's only home for hockey. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There's only one station in Lansing that you've depended on for sports for over 30 years. Some call us by our government-given name of WVFN East Lansing. You can call us by the name the people of Lansing know us by, and that name is The Game. 7.30 a.m. Start your weekday morning with the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout. Middays with Mike Greenberg. Offensive-minded with Beanie Howell. And The Huge Show with Bill Simonson. We're a force to be reckoned with. We're Lansing's own Sports Station, the game, 7.30 a.m. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hope you stretched during that timeout. We're We're back back for for more sports. sports. It's the game, 7.30 a.m. I think I pulled a hammy. All right, you chipmunks. Ready to sing your song? I'll say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon. Okay. Okay, Theodore. Okay. Okay, Alvin. Alvin. Take Dr. J. This is the greatest Christmas song. Oh, okay. I really do. I always have. I like it too. But also I was like the target demo when it came out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Nostalgia. Yeah. Know, plays a big role in this Because it's it's not technically the best. Like what's to te- listen to. What's technically the best? Well, I I like Hold last on. Christmas the best. <laughs> and the harmonies. Yeah. Technically, that is impressive. Okay. 
The harmonies are, you, you can't deny that it's, technical it's a good proficiency. Song. It's a good song. All right, so what is technically the best Christmas song? Well, I like Last Christmas. Okay, I think that's I'm the best one. That. All right. Not DMX version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed <laughs> no. Reindeer? Oh, cool. The board's crashing on Yay. me. Yay. Well, anyway, that's fine. Um, I needed to go to the free game 7.30 a.m. app anyway, which if you don't already have... Give yourself a early and free Christmas present. Just search for the game 7.30 a.m. in the Apple App Store or Google Play. Download it. Takes, what, like 10 seconds, maybe? Yep. Even that? Depends on your internet connection. And uh, look, you can take us with you wherever you go. Listen live from anywhere. Get access to all of our written content, our articles, as well as all of our podcasts here of Offensive Minded and Stout on Sports. Every episode in full available there in the app. But also, if you click chat in the main menu, it sends over a free text message to us. And that's what the mayor of Holt, John Freeberg, has done today. And he says about Sean McDermott, that guy should be fired today. That is totally unacceptable. Well, he hasn't been fired. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell you there, John. But I think if he, if he survived the initial 24 hours, he's not going to get canceled over this. But I do think at some point... This season or after, obviously, he's going to be fired for their on-field lack of results. They definitely need a change there, it seems like. He also says, uh, Freeberg says, also, can you give a Lions and Bears prediction? Lions win. Well, yeah, so here's the thing. You're just going to have to wait and see. You got to tune in to Nachos and Kneecaps, which is Town Square Media Lansing's very own Lansing based Detroit Lions tailgate show every Lions game day about two hours before kickoff here on the game 7:30 a.m and classic rock 94.9 mmq Lansing Sports Network LansingSportsNetwork.com. did I get all my plugs in you did it what it's like pro. you're a professional yeah but yeah so you know I do that show Brock and I do that show every Lions game day one hour show we just it's just a pregame show you'll have to tune in there to hear my official prediction you can hear mine now. Lions are going to win. That's it. Okay. That's all I, I mean, got. I'm supposed to say I, I can't. I'm not contractually allowed <laughs> to weigh in. Oh, okay. You just have to wait and hear it on nachos and kneecaps. Lions cover. <laughs> Let's take a look at that real quick before I go to the phones. Yeah, what's the line? It opened at one and a half. Lions laying one and a half up to three now. Okay. But 64% of the bets are on the Bears to cover with 77% of the money. Oh, that's so not good. it's going to be a close game. Well, it's supposed to be cold and snowy. Okay. So that does not favor the indoor team. But here's the thing. I don't think it favors the Bears either. Lions run the ball. Right. Yeah. It, that's, yeah, exactly. Now, I know still they're an indoor team, so they'll be a step slower, but it's the Bears, dude. The Bears ain't going to sneak up on them like they did three weeks ago either. I, no. I suspect. I mean, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. And even a blowout in the NFL is 10 points. I think the Lions cover the three. Yes. There. I spoiled the pick. But do you s just do me a favor and still listen to Nachos and Kneecaps here <laughs> on the game 730 AM and or Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ about two hours before kickoff every Lions game day. 517-342-63. Caller, you're on the air. Who is it and where are you calling from? Uh, Kyle. Kyle, um, I think it's yeah, I think it's Bean. I think you need to calm down. You're going to have yourself a heart attack, man. Either you uh, had too many drinks at the man bun party, or you have man bun. Oh. Chill out, yourself, no, that was me. Calm down. 
I'm calm now. We we got that out of my system. So I'm I'm good. Are you talking about the MSU Board of Trustees stuff? Hello? Still there? He's still there. Let's just Kyle? leave. Oh, hold on. I just want to leave it on the background. Oh, what's happening there? Kyle, quote unquote. Just call in to tell him about his man bun? I guess. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't wear the man bun in the cold weather months. Right. The man bun is a functional choice. Right. Because leaving the long hair down on your neck in the hot weather is a real pain in the neck. Yeah, exactly. At least exactly. it is for me, I guess. Maybe. I mean, you have long hair. Do I you do. agree? Yeah, I always have it up in the summer. Well, you have the Princess Leia look right now. I do. <laughs> is it a Christmas occasion? No. Star Wars holiday special? <laughs> yep, that's it. I just bought Baby Yoda slippers, so I wanted to pay homage. Is he still there? Oh, no, I, I closed it. Oh, okay. I, I closed the line. I don't think he... He had nothing to contribute. Well, I, well, I don't think he uh, realized he didn't hang up. Oh. And so, those are sometimes the best calls because just hearing people carry on their lives is fast. Like, it's like people listening, people yeah, watching. it's good stuff. But nothing interesting was happening. I could just hear myself on the reverb yeah. of his uh, radio or app. So he didn't really have anything to say other than, like, what was he critiquing? I guess how mad I am about how bad the board of trustees is, you which is... You didn't say anything incorrect. Well, apparently I did. Oh. But that's the thing, like... Okay, what was it that I'm being posted up about? Sorry, that I... Kyle, that he got too animated <laughs> on his own sports radio show. <laughs> Stop it. Well, Kyle's probably used to 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. where the takes go something like this. I could see it either way. Uh-huh. Hey, the next time Tim has a take, it'll be the first time Tim's had a take. <laughs> his next opinion will be his first. And I think we've been very clear that only one of us was imbibing at the Town Square Media Christmas party, and it was oh, not you. Oh, well, I think people who listen to the show know that what I said about the Board of Trustees does not require alcohol or its influence for me to say. No, you've said it I before. Have, I have said far, far more virulent things mm -hmm. about the board and other topics you know, I just ha I don't need yeah. alcohol to go there. No, you don't. Also, I got a good bill of health from my doctor. Yeah. You had your Iron Man thing. Yeah. So your and, heart's good. And I like they have that data and I haven't been contacted, so I guess my heart's not <laughs> about to explode. Yeah, that's probably good. My blood pressure was good. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Um, Mine was bad. Well, but that yours is always bad because you're such a nervous wreck when you go to the doctor. <laughs> you're like a dog at the vet. Yeah. You just can't settle down. <laughs> they were like, ma'am, you need to lower your heart rate. The doctor's like forcing cookies in your mouth. Yeah. And unlike dogs, it doesn't calm you down. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, I even, uh, when I'm at the pharmacy, and you, sometimes you have to wait. Mm -hmm. It takes a little while. If they say, oh, it's going to be five minutes, you know what I do? Do you do the blood pressure uh -huh. cuff thing? Yep. I did that a couple days ago, and it was fine. Oh, okay. I was like 119 over 78. All Isn't right. that like, it's supposed to be 120 over 80, right? I have so, no idea. Somewhere around there, I think. So you're it's, wrong, Kyle. Well, on the, on the screen, it said good. Cool. That's all that mattered to me. I get too nervous in the machine. Now, <laughs> My be, blood pressure well, goes up. Hold on. To be fair to Kyle, right before, excuse me, to be fair to quote unquote Kyle. That absolutely was not his name, right? No, because he's called in before under other monikers. Uh, my name is uh, Kyle? Yeah, like the fact that you had to think about your name is kind of a giveaway, <laughs> Kyle. Maybe come prepared with your nom de plume. Yeah. Uh, but I don't care. 
I want to be clear. No, no, no. Nom de plumes are good. Yeah. Call in with fake names. Dr. People J have is to. not my name. Some people have to <laughs> mm-hmm. because they're not supposed to be calling while they're at work. Or so. I, I celebrate that. Right. Just don't insult my intelligence. No, come on. Like Gary slash Phil slash Ron from Owasso. <laughs> Why are they all from Owasso? That's the thing, Gary slash Phil slash Ron. I would have never called that out if the city changed. But it never did. They're this is from Gary Owasso. from Owasso. <laughs> Gary, you sound a lot like Ron from what? Never heard of him. <laughs> How about Phil favorite. from Owasso? Nope, don't know him. <laughs> Why are they all from Owasso? I just want to make clear. I don't care when people call up with fake names. Oh, no, that's Sometimes fine. you have to. And even if you don't have to, fine. It's sports radio Nobody show. Nobody cares. I don't, I don't give a damn. But uh, to be fair to Kyle, when I did the the blood pressure machine at the pharmacist, I had not just yelled and screamed about the MSU <laughs> Board of Trustees for 10 minutes. That's true. We need, oh, can we get one? Ooh, a blood pressure cuff? <laughs> and we, I could just wear it throughout the show. That and we'll would see, be really interesting. We'll, we'll see what topics <laughs> are like legitimately unhealthy I for me. I would love that. I'm sure MSU Board of Trustees would be up there. Yeah. Uh, conference realignment? Yes. Public-private financing of stadiums? Yes. Excuse me, stadii? Uh-huh. What a douchey term, mm-hmm. stadii. Right. Did I ever tell you that story? No, but I don't know that we have time. That was perfectly timed. (laughs) Basically, back when I was a reporter and the Illiches were trying to uh, secure funding for the Little Caesars Arena, Mm -hmm. as we now know it, which, by the way, we, we being taxpayers, paid for two-thirds of to the tune of like almost $800 million. Mm -hmm. When they were securing that and getting that signed off on, they had to go to, before the Michigan Economic uh, Development Corporation to get that approved, and I covered that meeting when I was a reporter at MLive, and one of the guys on the board, I don't even know who he was, one of the guys who got to vote and took the job way more seriously than anyone else. A lot like the board of trustees. You know, it's just some nepotism job you get for shaking the right hands and greasing the right skids. A lot of these people got up there and asked questions to try to make it look like they were super smart. So after the Illiches presented their plan, this guy says, Yes, uh, do you find that this sort of uh, stadium plan is typical for most stadii? Is that the plural? And I was like, I want to recall that man right (laughs) now. Is that the plural of stadium? It might have been back in like ancient Roman times when the term was created. Well, isn't it technically like a Latin term stadium? It probably used to be stadii or stadia. The point is, saying anything other than stadiums when you're talking about multiple stadium is a really Delta Bravo thing to say. Stadii. Come on. Uh, John Freeberg messaged in and said, do I think Michigan State will lose at Nebraska in basketball this weekend? Survey says. Uh-oh. Yes, I do. Oh, no. Well, they played poorly at home. They aren't going to play well on the road. It is Nebraska, but still, I think they're due to beat them there one of these times. Although Nebraska got up by 30 and blew it last year. I don't think that's going to happen this time. I'd love to be wrong, but again, this program's dead because Tom Izzo killed it. <laughs> this weekend is not dead, though. Dr. J is going to continue drinking. Yes, I will. We'll be back on Monday. Oh, sorry. No, I'm off Monday and Tuesday. Yes. I have to pick my sister up from O'Hare. She's flying in from the mother country across the pond. Mm-hmm. So I'll be back Wednesday, 4 to 6. Until then, be safe, be good. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, 
there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.